Welcome to episode 47 of This Week in Legal Blogging, presented by LexBlog. I am the host, Bob Ambrogi, and LexBlog is home to the world's largest community of legal bloggers, and is the industry-leading provider of professional blogs and turnkey digital publishing solutions to lawyers and the world's largest law firms for more than 17 years. Again, this is Bob Ambrosi, editor at Law Sites. And today on This Week in Legal Blogging, our guest today is Raymond LaHood, chair of the Immigration Practice at Norris McLaughlin and author of the firm's blog, Immigration Matters. Ray, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, uh, Bob. Thank you. It's really good uh, to be on here. Yeah, good to talk to you. Uh, and uh, just just to just to kick things off, how have you been over this uh, last uh, what sixteen months now? Eighteen months? I'm losing track of it all, right? But how you been doing? It's it's been an interesting year year and a half or two years. We're approaching two years potentially in a, in a little bit. Yeah. Quite a um, a unique experience trying to adapt to this quote unquote new norm that we have now. It's continuing. Yeah. And there's a lot that's happening, but yeah, I'm doing well. I've been, you know, healthy and all, and and safe. You know, hopefully you've been okay too. And likewise, likewise, yeah, excellent. Yeah, you know, we just kind of take it day by day. You got to take it day by day. You know, that's kind of where yeah. we are. Yeah. So, so Ray, you've got a practice in immigration law. Yeah. Uh, how did how did you get interested in immigration law in the first place, and how did you get into it? First of all, law, the practice of law, is my my calling. It's it's my vocation. Uh, I, I always compare it to being a a priest or the like or a minister. It's it's a calling from God to me to, to become an attorney that that came to me when I was a child. Uh, go into uh, the courthouse to visit uh, trials when I was twelve or thirteen years old. Really? Were your parents lawyers or how did you? Not yeah. at all. You know, no. I, actually, my neither my mother nor my father were lawyers. Both were immigrants to the United States from Lebanon in the seventies. Father passed away when I was younger, so I had to kind of step Sorry. up when I was yeah. younger with my mom and help her out and learn. Legal when I was younger and kind of got interested into it. And it was really my calling when I was when I was younger. Law itself. Um, yeah. Immigration law, though, Bob, is really, it, it comes from, first of all, I believe like in the practice of law, you have to, you have to specialize in, in an area. It's incredibly difficult to take on general practice and the like. Right. Um, yeah. you, know, you always want to help people. <laughs> Every yeah. place yeah. that may come, you want to look at, and you want to be the best in whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing. I, I believe, and you yeah. want to focus on that. So, uh, the two areas of law that always interested me were were, were tax and immigration law. So, I uh, went went to law school in Georgia. I went to law school at Georgetown in, in DC, and uh, you know, actually was was taught a bit of tax law by uh, Marty Ginsburg, who is the uh, former Supreme Court uh, justice's, um, the late Supreme Court justice's uh, husband. And yeah, uh, yeah. So he, he was pretty tough. You know, tax law is pretty intense, and. Uh, uh, it took a lot of immigration law courses as well as on the immigration law journal down there. And, you know, I'm, I'm the son of immigrants. Like I was telling you, yeah. my uh, mom and dad immigrated from Lebanon to the United States in the late 70s. I'm, I was born yeah. here, first generation. And in my community, I mean, I'm Lebanese. And, and uh, our, our community yeah. is a community here in, in Easton. And, you know, the, yeah. they, they immigrated from one town in Lebanon kind of as a whole to one town in, in Pennsylvania, <laughs> Easton, Pennsylvania. And, you know, so, so immigration was always a part of, you know, my my life. I think it shows well as between tax and tax yeah, and, and yeah, immigration. It's, it's, it's complex. It's interesting. It, yeah. le it, it lets you yeah. think, and it, it you know there's there's a lot to it. You know, there's there's really a lot a lot to right. it. And I, you know, I, I like to be pushed, and, and so kind of how I ended up in there, doing what yeah. I love to do, yeah. doing what I love to do, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's all you can ask for. And and so out out of law school, did you go right into your own firm initially, or or how did you get started? What I did was I started with a in Easton. I um, started initially with a local attorney, Lebanese attorney George Burkott. Uh, he was. Uh, 
I mean, it's probably in his late seventies then. And, you know, he had a general practice, but had, had been practicing immigration law in the fifties and sixties. Uh, <laughs> it was a different type of immigration law back then when private bills were yeah, happening, right. forms were one page, right. <laughs> you know, it, so, so, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, I kind of, uh, you know, just set up shop on the second floor in, in his old, old office and, um, you know, but started bringing in clients and, you know, hired my, my first legal assistant and um, built, built a practice from there to several lawyers, paralegals, legal assistants, uh, you know, developed a team over, you know, six, seven years. And then in uh, 2017, as you know, President Trump was, uh, former President Trump was uh, elected in 2016. And that certainly changed the landscape of immigration yeah. law. Yeah, for but immigration law. And Things got interesting. You know, like it, it, it changed it for you know because immigration law is it, it's not only you know deportation cases, you know removal, the border. It's also employment based. It's also I nine. It's also corporate based. So so right. you know, when when President Trump was elected, I mean that right. really changed right. the entire landscape of immigration for employers, for employees, for you know f- uh, multinational managers, executives, um, you know H one B holders from all over the world, and you know. And, and, EB-5 investors, what are called investor visas. And, um, you know, that, that really changed the landscape of things. And uh, a law firm, Norris McLaughlin, who, who I'm with right now, approached me in, I think it was late 2016, and um, saw that we had, you know, a, a practice established and we were ready to, to, to move forward, you know, and, and we were growing. And um, at that point, they didn't have an immigration group. So um, they, uh, you know, made an offer, you know, uh, for uh, to, 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 to essentially uh, merge and have our you know, group come in, uh, where I would serve as the chair of the immigration law group uh, as a partner at the firm uh, from day one. So uh, I joined Norris McLaughlin, a firm of about 120 or so lawyers based out of Bridgewater, New Jersey. I joined it together with my entire team, all of our paralegals, legal assistants came, um, and and uh, other attorneys that I had with me came. Joined Norris. That was about. It was in 2017. April of 2017 is when I joined Norris McLaughlin. Uh, Norris McLaughlin is. We're based out of. Uh, Bridgewater, New Jersey, but we have two other offices. One is in Times Square in New yeah. York with, uh, there's about 40 lawyers there. Uh, and the, the other one is, is in Allentown uh, with about, you know, like 30 or 40 lawyers out of Allentown. But as you know, immigration is federal law. So, you know, what with me, you know, you know, we have clients all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. Um, employers, um, families, individuals, employees, uh, right. you know, uh, from all over the world. Yeah. So, so you're um, really doing the whole kind of span of immigration law. You're yeah. doing, like you just said, you're doing businesses, you're doing families, you're doing individuals, employees, all of that. All, every, every, yeah. the, entire, the entire scope and you know, removal litigation. Um, yeah, our, our, our team does that. And we, from there, we've built a, a team where we have, you know, our, our business immigration team and our, our you know, our, our removal defense and family, you know, immigration, individual based immigration team. So. Yeah. yeah. And at what point, so you've got this blog that you're doing, Immigration Matters. At what point did that come into the picture? Did you start that after you came to this firm or had you already been blogging in some way beforehand? I, um, I've, I've, I have to tell you, I've, I've long been a fan of, of technology and I think that even the Lehigh Valley, it's kind of, uh, I'll tell you, it's, a, it's, not, it's an area where, where I was born in downtown Bethlehem Easton. It's a pretty, it's a smaller area, 700,000 people, but the, the law firms, you know, in 2011, when I, 2010, when I started, there were smaller law firms and, and you know, they didn't really have websites the way they did. So, you know, yeah. I, you know the minute right. I started practicing, I had, you know, the full scale website with, you know, everything that, that, that we do, you know, the biggest 
part of that is maintaining is, is, is keeping you know our clients our you know our, our employers and the like um, you know not knowledgeable about what's happening and so from from day one I started I started blogging uh, <laughs> um, right. you know and, and and it really developed in, into you know a, a continuous thing it's 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 you know I always looked at that as a an integral part of the practice of, of law it's, it's it's not giving legal advice but it's it's informing people about you know what's happening because there's a lot of news out there or fake or, or real particularly about immigration and, and it's it, it's it's to make people aware of of what's happening you know without uh, a political tone to it simply the story yeah they won they won so so you had been was it was it the same blog that that you I, carried I over carried, to this firm, or did you have one before and, and you further developed it? I mean, our our firm, you know, really believes in keeping people informed and and the like, and looks at blogging. Yeah, it's several blogs. The firm has several blogs, right? Yeah, we yeah. do. I yeah. mean, I mean, we're, we're we we are a big part of our our firm is, is is community involvement, and particularly in times of COVID, when you're not out there in the community to talk to people, you know, blogging and, and posting those blogs, whether it's on Facebook, the firm website through email blasts and the like, um, that gets things across to clients and, and, and others, and, yeah. you know, um, just to inform them. A big part of being an attorney is to, to educate, I think. I, I, I truly believe um, yeah. is, is to educate. And so, you know, Norris McLaughlin has long believed that. So when I, came, when I joined Norris in 2017, you know, you know, they were already blogging. They had long known the importance of it. So they, you know, the, the, the firm and, and our excellent marketing team really, you know, came together and um, helped me, uh, you know, further accelerate our, our blogging and, and, and become more uh, prominent in terms of immigration law. Yeah. Yeah. So are there any, um, is there any particular theme or are there particular thought topics that you cover on your blog? We, um, our practice and our firm, uh, we represent individuals, you know, families, uh, corporations, businesses, small and large, nonprofits. Um, so, so we really have to cover a broad uh, from all over the, you know, the United States and all over the world. So, so we really, you know, immigration again is is a global is, is a global. Uh, right in area. Um, so, um, it, you know, in, in terms of a theme, it, I, I'm just going to note that it's very broad in terms of it, it, it's about immigration law. Right. Um, and there's a lot to it. But, you know, when we when we do, you know, put things together, we focus on important, you know, uh, issues that we believe are important to our, you know, local, local community, blog readers uh, and to subscribers uh, and, and the like. So how how do you uh, just kind of curiously sort of mechanically? I mean, are are you doing the the a lot of the blogging? Do you have others in the firm who are working on the blog as well, or how does that work? In my blogging process is is I I scatter news. I, I look at um, press releases from companies, from organizations. I look at data. I look at reports that are coming out, and fr- from there I develop blog topics and and then start drafting uh, those blogs. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're you're doing it yourself. You're not. It's not other lawyers in the no, firm, or no, are, no, are you getting not, help? I do it myself. You know, although you yeah. know, I think that you know it's important that you know at, you know as a firm we're we're a firm, so there's always input. So we, you know, I I work with. Uh, 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 one of you know another partner here at the immigration group, William Menard, and he does a weekly roundup uh, at the end of the week. Um, you know, essentially with some some other some other issues. But in terms of my the, the blogs that are that are coming up on on mine, those are you know put together by me. Uh, I, although yeah. you know we I, I edit so. <laughs> 
Yeah. So you're uh, just kind of keeping an eye on on the news, on on stuff that's coming in, and and going through and figuring out what you know what your readers, what your clients in particular would want to know about, and then and then picking that. How how often are you? Publishing on the blog. I feel like the news, you know, isn't. I try to not let day to day news be the the source uh-huh. of information. Um, you know, I look at it more as an educational uh, uh, tool for for you know our clients and the like. So you know, it, it's also you know, government agencies, you know, government press releases, you know, you know, federal regulations, things like that. You know, you know there's right. there's changes that are happening. You know, and we I start with with, with those. And, and simplify them as much as I can, so they can, to give people a basic understanding as to what happened. Right. So you're you're not just pulling off the the sort of the general news headlines. You're looking for legals, I guess, legal specific stories that maybe they wouldn't see in the paper they read or, or the websites they read or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, of course, we, I mean, there's other topics. I mean, I yeah. cover you know, Prince yeah. Harry not wanting to become a U.S. A citizen. <laughs> so so yeah. there are you know there, there are other topics that 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 jump in there. But 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 also when I do try to use one there are like issues with respect to the news if if it is you know we will use it to clarify what's in what's what's been tracked what's been put in the the article whether it's about driver's licenses for somebody or, or some kind of an immigration program or the like that the news is often a very may not be incorrect you know it's not the full it's a very brief brief summary literally a sentence or two with a quote oftentimes you know if it does start with a news article or a tv uh, story or news story that i saw, saw on, on tv or the like it, it's it's probably because we're trying to um either you know tie it to our our, our blog to, to to give it you know, give it a um, a sense of um, uh, currentness uh, to, to to the clients and the like, while telling them this is what the actual law is, or clarifying what what it really is as best as as best as possible. I, I'm always curious uh, with 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 the lawyers who have uh, you know active and, and busy practices and are blogging how they kind of find the balance uh, between those those things. So yeah, how, how do you do that? I mean, how do you find time to uh, to be blogging and, and to work that into your practice overall? Law, like, I'm, like I was I was telling you, is my um, is my calling. So time is not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only so many hours um, I, in the day. <laughs> there, there, there are. <laughs> I, I, I think it's important, you know. Writing is actually is is, is a form of you know relief to me, uh, and, yeah. and uh, in, in a way, I was an English major at Lehigh uh-huh. um, University in Bethlehem, um, you know, because I wanted to go to law school, so I wanted to write and read, you know, as 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 as, as, as I can, and. Yeah. and um, I was an English yeah. major too. The only thing to do is to go to law school after that. What else again? <laughs> <laughs> or teach, or you know, yeah. or, or teach. You know, yeah. so so I think like you know, and I look at like you know, blogging as therapeutic writing. Yeah. It's um, it's therapeutic writing. It's not writing a brief. It's really um, it's simplifying if, if rather than you know, making things more complex for people. So I, I think it's therapeutic in in, in, a, in a unique way. But uh, I yeah. guess I'm, unique, I'm a unique person. I don't know what to say. They say yeah. Me. Yeah. Well, and I and I assume a lot of the stuff that you're reviewing in order to come up with topics for your blog is stuff that you'd be reviewing anyway to keep up with developments in your area of law. I mean, it's it's probably uh, a process is kind of merged in that sense, right? Completely. I mean, I think yeah, as an attorney, you have you must be, uh, and that's why it's important to specialize in an area. Um, you know, you have you have to stay up to date on 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 the practice of that, that you've you, you've you've chosen. 
immigration law changes there every day. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stories, so a lot of tweets that were going out, you know, and there was, um, you know, a lot of times I was clarifying, you know, the former president's tweets about things that were being said there. So, so it's, it's, yeah, you have to stay up, up to date and, you know, just as a matter of, of practice in law to be a good practitioner, that's, 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 you know, you have to, that's practicing law, it's practice, <laughs> but, but, but also, um, yeah. it's, it, 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 it's interesting stuff. It's it, it's interesting material to 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 uh, to write about, to learn about. So yeah, yeah. Imm- immigration is such a remains such a kind of a, a controversial issue in this country, and uh, you know, regardless of, of which side of the uh, political spectrum you, you come down on, there's constantly uh, policy debate around issues. There's constantly developments in the news that that, that keep it uh, at the forefront of the news. Do you do you get sort of opinionated or political at all in your blog, or are you trying to walk a, a kind of a straight and narrow line? You know, as, as an attorney, I, I believe that, I, you know, I have to put my p- p- politics aside in terms of the the the, the practice of, of law. I am not the uh, person who was elected to Congress that's not doing their job now and changing laws or uh, moving forward with comprehensive immigration reform. I, we have in a very archaic immigration system, um, and, and to be quite honest with you, I you know it's it's a system that um, was put together by Republicans and Democrats over the years. You know from the the early years in 1986 it was president reagan that did the immigration reform and control act which is you know huge comprehensive immigration reform and you know then in the 1990s it was president clinton that made immigration law uh you know you know took immigration law to a new level of quote-unquote toughness by you know uh uh, making a lot of uh, uh, offenses deportable that were not otherwise, you know, deportable. It, you know, and then you know from there, you know, presidents have used prosecutorial discretion and the like to uh, to to to, to just, right. you know right. exercise um, or to enforce that law at their essentially at their political as their political will <laughs> or as as their, their base may hold. But but to me, um, it's you know the law the way it's written. It, it is what it is, and my time is better spent in, in in litigating the law the way it is, rather than really getting hung up on the right. the political parts of it. Yeah, you're not you're not making the law; you're dealing with it. You're helping your clients navigate yeah. it. Yeah, you know the the political parts of it. It's you know internally, and, and they're they're frustrating. Not that not one side or the other side. What's frustrating is the lack of action or the inaction by you know members of Congress when it comes to legislating in the area of, of immigration law. I mean, every one of them once talks about comprehensive immigration reform, whether it's you know this side or that side, but they really can't. Come to any consensus when consensus is needed. So you know, and it just it's it's just been patchwork fixes by presidents. You know, since you know the last immigration reform bill, um, temporary you know fixes like deferred action and the like. So I, I avoid the politics of, of immigration law. Ray, uh, you know, you you said you you started this blog, uh, you know, pretty early on uh, in in starting your own practice and, and then brought it with you and, and have continued to develop at Norris Laughlin. Has the blog had an impact on your practice in terms of helping to build it up in any way or to bring in clients or, you know, essentially a marketing or business development impact? Um, Bob, absolutely. Absolutely. It it has um, in in multiple, multiple respects. First, in terms of the 
academic element of it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a way of, of becoming a source of information for people and building. Honestly, if they're truly well written, well thought out blogs, ensuring, you know, and building your credibility and as, as an attorney and your, your thoughts as an attorney, but in terms of the marketing element of it, there is no doubt in my mind that, you know, our blog, my blog writing has, has led to uh, new clients, has, has led to um, new matters, has led to uh, new opportunities uh, in terms of other things, uh, teaching CLEs or handling other speaking it's it's been an incredibly important part of my marketing practices since uh, you know I started practicing law and as well as Norris McLaughlin's marketing you know since the day I, I joined or we joined this firm uh, Norris so um, it, there's no doubt in my mind but what's important um, is that um, you know you're consistent and you're accurate um, when i say consistent right. is that you know it's you just can't you know throw a blog up here and there once a month if you want to become a source of information and that's what a blog is of credible information you really want to um, make sure you are consistently blogging about information keeping it current and up to date and you have a pattern and a process of getting them together and choosing the topic drafting them then you know moving through an editing process to get a, a final product through so if it's done correctly absolutely it is a, a very um, good source for business development client outreach and reaching out to current clients that um, may not know that you know our firm does a certain area of law a certain thing within immigration law or or, or a current client that may have uh, something that they wouldn't have otherwise been aware of yeah you, you and you just offered two uh, important pieces of advice i think about blogging which is to be accurate and to be consistent are there others anything else that you if you were talking to other lawyers if you were standing here giving a CLE on uh, starting a blog or something is there other advice that you would give lawyers about how to be successful at blogging blogging can't be looked at as a online review or a, a post or the like i mean as an attorney you really want to provide information accurately um you know without political swing without what you may think would happen particularly within the marketing context because you know if you're trying to gain new clients develop your business further um, you know, you, you really don't talk about politics to, to, to clients. I mean, that's one thing you stay away from. You don't, you know, there's stuff that you, you would say, stay away from. And that, I think this advice is truly to, to treat the blog as though it's like a, a consultation of sort, uh, <laughs> the same way that you would, you know, you would do that or you would, you would discuss something with the client. You want to keep it professional in that respect. And, and that's particularly in immigration law where it's, it's an issue that is so divisive and, and the like, you know, you could lose a, a huge sector of, of potential, you know, uh, business development if, if you are completely political and, and are sending out mass email blasting, this administration shouldn't do this or, or, or the like. I mean, just lay out the facts, um, you know, let uh, let your clients you know, make decisions from there. Well, Ray, uh, you know, it's it's really uh, um, kind, of, kind of inspiring, I think, to me and I hope to some of our listeners to talk to a lawyer who is so passionate about what he does. And so I really appreciate your taking the time to, to speak with us this morning and tell us about your, your practice and, and your blog and uh, hope you hope you stay well. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. And thank you for, for having for having me and everyone stay safe during this, uh, this COVID, this period. And uh, hopefully we'll get back to the old normal at some time. <laughs>
hopefully, or, or maybe a new normal, as they say, <laughs> whatever, one of those. Uh, once again, uh, listeners, this was episode 47 of This Week in Legal Blogging. If you have not done so yet, be sure to check out our full library of shows wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, drop us a quick rating or review. We would appreciate that. And last but not least, head over to lexblog.com slash twilb. That's T-W-I-L-B for This Week in Legal Blogging. For outlines of each and every show, on behalf of myself and everybody at Lexblog, thanks for listening. <laughs>